We live in a world where it's cool to pop a molly and do drugs. A world where it's gay to give your homeboy a hug or show him some love. A world where you're not a man if you let a tear shed, but you're a man if you live by the gun and get respect if you wind up dead, long live red. We gotta stop this bloodshed. A world where the youth are desensitized to empathy and seeing others in pain is the next man's pleasure. A world where my own kind looks at me and sees a threat, too blind to see that your threat might be your greatest asset. A world where little girls are twerking at 10, while at 10 I was baking cookies in my easy bake oven. A world where no matter how loud we scream, stop the violence, it continues. And we treat these real life problems like they're temporary issues. Instead of just speaking about the change, we must be about the change. I refuse to let violence win. It has to come to an end. There's no other way. We making history today. It's time to rise up. Hey everyone, thank you so much for taking the first step to joining me on this journey. I'm your host, Tia Lise, and this is Restore the Core. Throughout this podcast, we're going to be breaking free through artistry. I just have one question. Are you ready? Hey, you guys, it's your host, Tia Lise, and welcome back to another episode of Restore the Core. So this episode was supposed to be a continuation of last week's episode on how to restore the core. It was going to be part two. But honestly, I felt spirit led to speak on the violence that's been going on in our community. Um, Being a youth leader and working so closely with several organizations that are advocating for nonviolence, I felt like I should prioritize this episode. I feel like I also needed to do it to to let the people know that don't particularly live in Charlotte or is not up to date with what's going on in Charlotte um, to let them know what's really going on. The most recent thing that's happened is that a seven-year-old girl was shot and injured while playing outside. Um, and then on that same day, a few hours before that, two teens were shot in a drive-by and were rushed to the hospital. And the police believe that these two shootings were connected. Um, So three suspects were arrested in connection to the shooting. Well, I should say shootings. Three suspects were arrested in connection to the shootings. And um, one of the suspects wasn't involved, but he was just in the vehicle at the time. But the youngest that was arrested in relation to the shooting was 19 years old, and the other one was 23 years old. A common theme that we see is the ages of these youth, like, they're so young. Um, So now we have one that's faced with assault with a deadly weapon inflicting serious injury, and we have another that is faced with possession of a firearm because he was a felon. There's so much to address in this situation, but I'm not going to address it specifically. I'm going to talk about the overall violence that's been going on in Charlotte. Um, They've already been having town meetings with the city officials to strategize ways to combat this pattern that we see, this pattern of violence amongst the youth. With all of that being said, first things first, in order for us to address the problem, we have to see where the problem is coming from. In order to see and figure out where the problem is coming from, we should be asking, 
why it happened to begin with. Before we could talk about how it can be solved, we should be asking why. And I feel like that's a huge step that we miss. A lot of times when in situations like this, it's a huge error that we make missing that step because our society is so focused on justice and making people pay for the damages they've done. But in all reality, in actuality, we're pretty much creating repeat offenders when we don't focus on the why. We're creating repeat offenders because no one has taken the time to get to the root of the problem. If you arrest someone for whatever they did, they're going to be arrested. But the real issue is not being taken care of at the end of the day. There's almost always a deeper reason as to why someone has done something, why somebody has committed a crime. We just have to figure out what those reasons are so that we can better address these issues, especially with our youth. There are so many whys to consider stemming from mental illnesses, trauma, problems in the home and societal issues to social media, gun violence, parenting, and so much more. The next vital thing is, where do your values lie? Where do the values of these teens lie? What are we teaching them? Where do the values of society lie? There are so many things that could be adding fuel to the fire that we don't realize. But unfortunately, a lot of these things are things that we can't really prevent. At some point in time, the youth have to make a choice to be a follower and to go along with the norm or to stand out. Like I explained in my piece, we live in a society where negativity and violence is acceptable. It's cool to flash guns over the internet. It's cool to do drugs. It's normal to disrespect your elders. It's normal to listen to and to watch explicit content at a young age. We have to create a new norm. One that doesn't negatively impact our young people. One that doesn't encourage negativity or promote desensitization. There are so many influences that are taking a toll on the youth mentally, spiritually, emotionally. If you value being accepted by your peers, then what are you going to do as a teen? You're going to do whatever it takes to gain that acceptance, whether it leads you to do something good or bad. The key, though, to trying to make a change on that type of level is encouraging the youth to change their mindsets, their values what they deem important in their lives, to encourage them to think about their future, to show them how their actions can affect other people, how their actions do affect other people. There's so much hate sometimes for people we don't even know. Like some people, I've seen it. I see it everywhere. They're so nasty. They like give off this negative vibe, this bad energy. And it's like, it's not called for all of that. Like sometimes you can do the simplest thing to make somebody smile. You can do the simplest thing to turn a situation around. It could be about to be a confrontation. And if you just depending on how you react, you might prevent a confrontation that day. We have to eradicate that hateful mentality. If you guys don't know already, my nonprofit organization has created a movement called Project SOG. And it's being supported and sponsored by the city of Charlotte. SOG stands for Save Our Generation. And the key component to Project SOG is educating the youth on how to solve conflicts without violence. More specifically, it's centered around teaching them to channel their issues that they have into the arts. Why? Well, one main reason is because when youth don't have positive things to help them channel their emotions... Things like this happen when they don't have people or things that they feel like they can look up to or ways to deal with their trauma. Things like this can happen. They need not only avenues to help them cope with internal issues, but education on conflict de-escalation and how to solve these issues using nonviolent approaches. How to communicate effectively to minimize misunderstandings, disagreements, arguments. 
We have the power to be the catalyst for change. You might not be able to change the world, but you can change the world for one person, maybe even more. We have free will and the option to make good choices. We're at an advantage in this generation because we have the power to influence mindsets with a device that can reach millions and millions of people. We have the power to encourage negativity or to generate positivity. What do you choose to do with your power? This is TLS, and it's time for restoration.